0: Today's topic comes by way of a request from Bobby Kuntz, which is Lighthouse Reflections here on Anchor. We talk about happiness from a place of, you make me happy, this makes me happy, when I receive this or when I achieve this, I will be happy. Unfortunately, all of those things are false senses of happiness, false realities of happiness. They are a quick fix. It's... Sad when we really begin to look at it because what's actually happening is there's a chemical release in the brain that happens uh, in the form of, say, dopamine, for instance. Dopamine being our reward hormone. Now, I can pinpoint many times in my life uh, having been obese and chronically ill and addicted to food where a false sense of happiness was my only, uh, in my mind, my only joy. I would work to make money, uh, helping my mom clean houses or catering. I started at the age of like 11, I think, 10 or 11, maybe 11. Um, And so I always had cash in my hand. So I was happy about having the cash, but in essence, what would happen was I would spend it all on food, it was immediate gratification. Thought that the food made me happy but in actuality it was just feeding something inside of me that was associated with the food and this is what a lot of us do We wait for food to make us happy if we have to go uh, on a weight loss program I say weight loss program uh, you know lovingly because it's it's a lifestyle change it's not a diet or crash course quick fix yo-yo thing. But I mean a weight loss program, if we, we have to learn how to honor our bodies, oftentimes we have a fear that we're gonna be depriving ourselves. I was having a, a conversation with one of my clients the other day, and we were discussing about you know his one last vice being ice cream. And I said to him, look, you're gonna to have to write a breakup note to your ice cream, because at some point you need to understand why this inanimate object has power over you why you're waiting for it to bring you a sense of completion, happiness, um, serenity, whatever. And so that's what I was doing with food and what I've helped clients conquer for years uh, with regards to food. So in this situation, um, you know, we have to keep in mind that if we're depending on external forces to quote unquote make us happy, The happiness that we feel is going to be extremely short-lived. And just like with any sort of stimulant, say caffeine or a drug, we're going to need more and more and more and more and more of it because eventually, we are going to become numb to the fix from it, right? You have a cup of coffee, eventually the cup of coffee no longer works for you anymore. Eventually you need two and three and four. Uh, There are many people who can drink a a pot of coffee a day. Um, That actually has been my MO in the course of my life uh, because of the history that I have with um, autoimmune issues. Uh, I don't struggle with them anymore, but when I did, uh, my adrenals would be completely overrun really fast. So, I have to be very cautious when I'm consuming any sort of stimulants like that because if I consume it for longer than, you know, say two months, eventually I go completely numb and I need way more of it. So, you know, in in that regard, for me, being self aware and understanding how my body's responding to it, it helps me to better understand, you know, am I depending on this for the boost of energy? because that's really what the, the sensitivity for me is all about. I feel I'm gifted in that regard because it gives me the opportunity and it gifts me the opportunity to understand how I may be depending on a crutch to uplift and inspire me and motivate me and drive me and keep me energized throughout the day and not using something that many of us discount. It's a one vital piece of energy the energy source that is infinite infinite source that we deny so think of it like this we believe and we have been conditioned to believe and i you know teach quite often as a holistic health coach that food live food is the key to vitality it's the key to longevity now while healthy clean whole foods more raw foods, yes, is absolutely essential to keeping the body in proper condition, to avoid premature aging, to support healing and optimal health, you cannot give a fresh juice to a dead body and expect it to come back to life. It it just doesn't happen. And the reason I say this is because the vital energy that empowers and enlivens your body is not food it's god source consciousness it's your soul the infinite intelligence that manifests itself through you and so so many of us are depending on these external these external sources for quote unquote happiness because we believe that those things are the only things we have access to to make us happy We look around and we experience the world with our five senses, five being the human senses. We deny and resist and contract our sixth, seventh, and eighth sense pretending as though because we can't see them, we can't experience them with the five senses. They must not be real. But those are the sources, the vital energy sources that actually help us to truly understand and embrace the real happiness, think about it like this. If, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, okay? This is a hypothetical statement. If you saw something that was infinite and it created a bunch of limited creations, all right? So if God existed, just play with this for a second. If God truly existed and God looked down upon all of us And saw us as these beautiful perfect divine little creations of love and we saw ourselves through the eyes of God we would not see judgment we would not have fear because we would be seeing ourselves through the eyes of an infinite source see God doesn't look whatever God is, okay? Consciousness, source energy, because God is infinite. God does not look for things to please it. God already is it. God is made up of the stuff that is happiness and joy. And this is what each and every one of us is. We are an infinite soul, an infinite body of energy, potential energy, waiting to manifest itself through this human form. And yet, we use this power against ourselves each and every day to create suffering and misery and pity parties. At the end of the day, our ultimate gift is the ability to be able to create whatever reality that we want. But, because we do not know how to use it properly, because we do not know how to effectively create the reality that we want, We blame external sources and external forces for making us, quote unquote, making us sad, making us cry, causing us to suffer. It is not those external forces that create suffering. It is our perception of who we are in relation to those experiences that cause us to suffer, i.e., you believe that once you achieve a certain reality or a certain goal, you're going to give yourself permission to be happy, which is a load of bullshit. Because in reality, if you can't give yourself permission to be happy with what you've got now, not just resources, but the gift that you have to create reality, nothing is going to make you happy. You're going to get to that end point and you're still going to be miserable and pissy or You're gonna have a super short burst of dopamine, your reward hormone, and think by illusion that you're happy, but you're not. It's a quick fix. You have rewarded yourself in belief that this is the cause of your happiness. And so when we think about happiness and we think about the quote-unquote things that make us happy, when we start to depend on something outside of ourselves to make us happy, what we are doing is opening up the door for resentment, for guilt, for shame, for frustration, for anger to come in. Because now what I'm doing is I'm saying I am no longer in control of my emotions. I am no longer in control of how I'm showing up in the world. In fact, I am so out of control that I'm gonna give you maybe a relationship, maybe the government, maybe a religion, maybe a family member, maybe an inanimate object or food. I'm going to give you power over me and you are gonna tell me when it's okay to be happy. And in those times when that you does not make me happy, I can blame you. So now every second of every moment that I'm experiencing this false illusion of happiness, waiting for you to make me happy, I'm also in the back of my mind thinking, if something goes wrong, it's your fault. If something goes wrong, I can blame you. If the scale doesn't move, I can blame you for me being addicted to you. Where is the happiness? There is none. And in those times when you feel deprived because you don't get what you want in those times when you feel you're, you're denying yourself of these things that you think make you happy in actuality, what your inner self is saying to you is you don't actually know what happiness is. Happiness is a choice. Happiness is a perception. Happiness is an awareness that my emotions are not my identity, but in fact a choice in response to my relationship with reality. If I go into a situation and I feel like a victim, am I going to be happy? Nope. But if I go into the situation and I see where I consciously or maybe unconsciously co-created the experience that made me feel or triggered me to feel like a victim. And I take ownership for what I co-created and I seek actively seek the lesson. And in doing so give thanks not only to myself for acknowledging the lesson, but also to all the others that were involved. And I give thanks for the knowing that I'm going to be a better person for acknowledging the lesson. That is the foundation for happiness. I cannot and you cannot, as infinite creations of light, depend on something outside of yourself to determine your happiness. Happiness is an inside job and it starts each and every day you wake up. You must not just say to yourself, I have so many things to be thankful for. Acknowledge the things that you have to be thankful for. Acknowledge your presence in the world, acknowledge the fact that by choice or by unconscious will you are creating this reality and that the highest and most empowered gift has been bestowed upon you to create this reality in whatever way you see fit. Give thanks for the knowing that each and every one of those emotions is going to help you calibrate yourself to a higher level of you, a higher level of consciousness, a higher level of excellence that will help you to further establish and further clarify what it is that you do want so that at the end of the day, happiness becomes a constant state of being regardless of the external forces. Regardless of the external circumstances, and your life becomes your creation. Instead of you bouncing off of everybody else's reality, in hopes of of receiving peanuts that will give you a quick fix, false sense of reward, happiness. So, as I took a short break, uh, well. Like six hour break <laughs> to get some work done uh, at our holistic wellness center, Mind Soul Fit OC. Um, I've been getting a lot of call ins from you guys, uh, comments, um, questions, things like that, as well as uh, questions that have come from off platforms. So I want to take some call ins now. Uh, let's address those call ins and then I want to come back after our call ins and give you some solutions. I'm not a problem solver. I am a solution finder and I'm a firm believer that while I can give you all of the logic and the reason to convince you of a particular belief, it doesn't do me or you any good unless I help you understand how to apply that knowledge. Knowledge is nothing um, without application and we can never acquire wisdom until we actually apply the things that we quote unquote think that we're learning. So let's take some Collins and we'll come right back with some practical application
1: what a great way to start the day I was really good I think of it in terms of, of purpose versus pleasure and like fulfillment versus temporary happiness so for me it's a good reminder to have going into the day to know that the, my happiness is something that I cultivate I generate and not something that I should seek or uh, try to find in the world and that's just something to actually bring to the world share with others. So yeah, good stuff.
0: James, you are absolutely correct. Uh, cultivation is, uh, is really the key. I think so many of us think that happiness is like some destination. Uh, it's like, we're going to reach happiness and then we're going to be happy for the rest of our life. But just like with a garden, you know, I, I'm three seasons into uh, growing in a garden, and there's it, there it, there's no, nothing ever the same. Every single day is different. Uh, every plant shows up differently in different seasons, uh, based on different weather conditions, uh, different soil conditions, and just like with our mind, we have to continually cultivate happiness. Uh, and you're right, absolutely. It you know it really comes down to purpose. How are we serving the greater good? What are we doing to use our gifts? Right, because when we are using our gifts, that is when we feel happy because now we are authentically giving and sharing of ourselves free and clear of any fear or doubt or resistance or limitation. We are just letting it all come out. So, thank you so much for your call in. What good, Alita? What good? Oh my god, shiny happy people! I gotta call in on the happiness
1: thing. Um, so when they went, oh, woo woo back here uh, i was like oh damn we going woo-woo she going woo-woo on us in the woo-woo police um but no it was really heavy and deep i had to listen to it two times so i know if anchor keeps track of that they might have to i might have to go back to listening to it again it's just so chuck full of nuts i might be thinking about Sundays because of that ice cream thing you had at the beginning but i'm digging that feel on happiness you know. The only thing I want to add and maybe we can talk about is, I think it's still okay not to be happy all the time. I mean, to know that it's in your power and to choose it and to be a happy person is fantastic. That's me most of the time. But you can't be happy all the time.
0: Momac, 100% accurate. No, you're, you, I, we can't be happy all the time. We are humans living in a world of contrast, like every single thing that we experience on a day-to-day basis is for the sake of calibration. Well, how are we going to ever learn if we never make a mistake, right? If we never fall off a bike, how are we going to learn to balance, right? We don't pick those things up naturally at this point um, in our evolution we still have to learn by having breakdowns in order to get breakthroughs and there are shitty moments but the key is i think when we're talking about happiness it's it's really to say that like if if there's a shitty experience that i'm going through i can choose to basically say i'm a victim life sucks fuck my life which is what a lot of people do and they they go into that pity party or I can basically say, okay, you know what? This really sucks and it hurts and it stings and I don't ever want to experience this again. How can I use this as fuel to change, to grow, to create a new level of mind? And I think that's, that's the difference is happiness being a state of mind is understanding that it's, it's fluctuations, it's an ebb and flow. Um, happiness really is a choice uh, to focus on the growth rather than the pity. And I think if we can take more of an approach to that as a human society, as a global culture, I think we'd be a lot better off because we'd stop blaming other people for our sadness and our suffering, you know?
1: Well, Alita, I, um, I just wanted you to know that I've had a chance to listen through your segments on happiness. And, and I have to tell you, I am a bit disappointed. I, I kept thinking at some point that you would let at least some of your passion and enthusiasm come through, but no, it was just this flat, unenthusiastic, even-keeled message that, "Dear GIRL! Just playing, you know it too. Wow! Wow. You are an alpha female badass. I am so honored to know you, to have me- to met you, to have made your acquaintance, and to have taken our relationship offline so that I could feel comfortable reaching out to you to get your input. You're an infinitely amazing human being and the way you expressed yourself shows that your happiness comes from where you said inside.
0: Bobby, thank you so much for your call in and for your words of support. Um, I'm so thankful that we met on Anchor back in version one and uh, our friendship has been absolutely amazing you are truly an inspiration to me and um, I'm continued to be inspired by you daily uh, when the more I listen to your messages Uh, but you know I I I learned something in version one uh, from his name slips me at the moment um, but he did personality analysis and one of the things that he said was my particular personality actually does better when I'm asked a particular question. So it's like if I'm given a cue uh, to particularly go on a tangent or if somebody interviews me, I could, I could tell you everything that ever needed to be spoken. But the challenge that I face as just an individual in my own character, in my own DNA, is that I have to force myself to look for cues in my outside uh, awareness in my life as the universe if, if somebody doesn't ask me a question then I I, I contend not to just talk you know I will just be silent still I'm totally fine being alone and it's not even a big deal but but when somebody asks me a question like I, I just I everything comes out so as a coach and understanding my own needs uh, to be more prevalent uh, more outspoken one of the things that I do is I look for cues around me in the world around me and, and I use that as kind of the you know the, the jump off point to be able to speak about what I'm speaking about. So I'm thankful that you, you gave me this request uh, and I'm thankful that it resonated with you so wholeheartedly and I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback uh, after the second half of this work. We'll talk soon. So right now I want to kind of bring in some solutions earlier today. We talked about happiness and the reason why you're not happy. The reason why we buy into the conditioning of false happiness. Now I don't want to just leave you hanging. I want to give you some solutions. Now, first and foremost, we can use what we currently have, i.e. our immediate gratifications to find happiness if we see them as a tool rather than a crutch, if we see them as a stepping stone toward a greater result rather than an immediate fix or a numbing agent. Let me explain. So what happens when say we were talking earlier about a bowl of ice cream or, you know, for me it was like mac and cheese, right? You have that comfort food. For example, Now in that moment that you have that comfort food, don't just eat the comfort food to numb your emotions. Use that comfort food to embody and embrace and emanate, resonate with the feelings that it brings up for you. What kind of emotional attachment or emotional vibrancy does it bring up for you? Does it make you feel at home? Does it make you feel loved? Does it bring forward a sense of completion? So instead of looking at the food and being like, oh, okay, the food is, is making me feel this way, look at the food as a reminder. See, all of these things are noted in our brain. They're noted in our brain as hardwiring. And so this feeling, this belief system that we have, that it's that thing that causes us to feel this way. No, it's actually just triggering the emotional connection from the past. So if we think about that time period, right? For me, you know, Mexican food reminds me of a time when my family was whole, it was cohesive. I didn't know that there were any problems. I was living abundantly blissful and life was good. And so when I consume foods like that, Right. This was, guys. If, if any of you are struggling with a food addiction, because I, I struggled with that for many years, and I coach clients on this, this is one of the tools that I use to help people get over it. Is to look at the emotion that is tied to the food, so that we can start to remember the emotion, remember the feeling, the sensation of of joy, of bliss, of abundance, of love without needing the food. See, we get triggered to consume, say, comfort foods, or we get, we get triggered to seek out immediate gratification when we're stressed. We get triggered to numb the pain. When some sort of painful emotion is present, we don't want to have to face the fact that, you know, we might have made the mistake that created a conflict with our partner. We don't want to have to face the fact that You know, we were the reason why our boss got mad at us. It wasn't their fault, it was actually ours. We don't want to have to admit that. It's easier for us to point the finger and blame and say it's their fault. And when we do that, we turn to things that immediately gratify us. Food, alcohol, drugs, sex, um, whatever gluttonous habits that we, we partake in. So if we can think about the emotion that we're actually needing, when we crave whatever that thing is, bring us back to that point in our life that that reminded us of how amazing life was. And instead of choosing the food as the way, we start choosing the emotions as the way. If I can remember that moment in time and remember how amazing it felt, I can change the vibrational frequency in my body. This is a scientific fact, guys. I can change the vibrational frequency in my body. And if I can choose bigger and greater and higher frequency emotions to hold myself in the space of, then eventually my body will begin to recalibrate to a higher frequency without me needing to go to the food or without me needing the craving. Instead, I will be in that experience. I will know exactly what it is that I want and what I need, and I'll be able to choose that cohesively. Now, this may not be very easy for many of you. And so whereas we've talked before with regards to say mental health, it's not very easy for someone who is programmed, hardwired for depression, angst, suffering, pity parties, um, anxiety, you know, anything like that, or victim consciousness. It's not easy for somebody whose brain and their body is hardwired for that to just choose, well, I'm just going to wake up today and I'm going to make the choice to be happy. It doesn't work that easily. What we've got to do is we have to cultivate. We've got to cultivate the mindset of happiness. So what does that look like? You wake up first thing in the morning, you roll over, you push the snooze button. Why do you push the snooze button? That right there is the first indicator of where your automatic negative thoughts ants are working against you in that moment. You're dreading having to face the world. You might be dreading having to talk to negative coworkers or deal with the boss. Right? But you're forgetting in that moment that your reality is your creation. You're forgetting that what you project, you also get back in return. And while you may not want to believe that you are the source of the negativity in your life, I'm here to tell you 100% you are. Now, if you truly desire to change, then this message will help you overcome that suffering. If you truly desire to avoid change, then you will continue to feel like a victim and continue to suffer. That's just, that's just how life is. So the key is in that moment, when you wake up in the morning and you feel that immediate need to curse everyone around you, to curse your circumstances, to curse people and, uh, you know, situations and, and and just the, this, the stuff That you're dealing with on a consistent basis if that is the immediate feeling that you have what you want to do is establish in that moment a sense of gratitude in this moment I am going to focus on all the things that I am thankful for I'm thankful for the fact that I acknowledge this negative thought I'm thankful for the fact that I acknowledge that I'm pushing the snooze button to avoid feeling and experiencing whatever it is that I'm feeling. I'm thankful and blessed to know that this day can be my creation if I consciously choose it to be. And I'm thankful to know that I've been bestowed with a gift to create reality, just as each and every one of us has. And in doing so, I will allow myself to show up in whatever way is in the best suited for me. And by doing this, I am giving others permission to do whatever is right for them. Learning to be unapologetically authentic creates space for happiness to be cultivated. Because instead of holding on to the weeds of self-judgment, fear of judgment from your peers or from society, you're weeding out the garden. And you're clearing out space to plant the seeds of happiness that can be purpose. That can be service. That can be your hobby. That can be creative expression that can be just literally loving on people, literally loving on people. When I'm in a pissy mood, I will tell you my, my number one trick. I shake it off by loving more people. I give people 100% of my full attention and I sit and I just be present with them. And I look at them as though they are God speaking through a human form. And while this may seem very woo woo, it shuts down my arrogance, my arrogant need to point the finger and blame at the world around me, because now I give myself permission to see and acknowledge the miracles that are present in and through me and all around me the last thing you need to do is add more judgment to your life. So by feeling judgment, doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, but by expressing more love and feeling more love and embodying more love, you become the space that happiness needs to manifest. I'm a big believer of tracking progress. The reason being is because over the course of your days, your weeks, your months, your years, If you're not tracking your successes, your brain is going to automatically log your weaknesses, your failures, your mistakes, all the things that you've done wrong. So it's going to be really easy for you to focus on all the bad rather than all of the good. And if you really truly want to cultivate happiness, you've got to start logging the positive things that you've learned, the successes that you've had right? If you're experimenting with boosting up your strengths, if you're experimenting with choosing better feeling emotions or better feeling thoughts, if you're experimenting with detaching from items as your quote unquote happiness and you're choosing to bring your focus in a different direction so that you can start cultivating happiness, write these things down. There's going to be a point in time, I promise you there will be a point in time when someone's going to come to you and they're going to say something inside of you has changed whatever you are doing. I want that too. How did you get there? And you're going to say, as a matter of fact, I know exactly how I got here and I can show you the steps. Now it's not to say that, you know, you're going to be a life coach or a motivational speaker, you know, although, everybody seems to want to be one these days. And that's totally cool. What it is to say is we all have the ability to be light workers, right? Some people become parents. Some people become coaches. Some people become personal trainers. Some people become managers or CEOs. In some way, shape or form, we all become a leader in some way. And when we know how to get ourselves from darkness to happiness. Not only can we show other people the way to the light in the dark times that we experience those ups and downs of life, we can help ourselves get back on track. If you don't have the roadmap, if you didn't put the breadcrumbs out, how will you know how to get back? Because what's going to happen when those dark times come is you're going to forget all of your successes. You're going to fall back into the old patterns of acknowledging and focusing on and drowning yourself in your mistakes and your failures. So you need to have that roadmap. You need to have that reminder. This was one of my saving graces. When I finally decided to break my emotional eating patterns and break my, break my, Well, my 20 year relationship with obesity was, I wrote down all the things that I started succeeding in and I started giving thanks for all of those things. I started putting myself in a place of gratitude. I had such bad depression for 20 years that pulling myself out of that hole was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But by putting out breadcrumbs and saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to test this up. That didn't work, but this did. I'm gonna make a note of that. That worked. That got me up a step. Even a half a step is better than no steps. And I started tracking my progress and what it took for me to get step by step by step out of the hole, out of the emotional hole of darkness. And when I finally got out, my life unfolded in beautiful, magical ways with ease and grace. So while you think That happiness won't be achieved or attained until you reach a certain level of success. In actuality, it's the journey, the striving for that goal that creates success, that creates happiness, that creates purpose, that creates passion. Because what you're doing is every single day, you're working to be a better version of you. You're working to connect at a deeper level, at a grander scale. You're working to serve on a grander scale and the more we continue to expand our expression our love giving light the easier it is for us to understand the true the truest and highest form of what happiness truly means now with all that said I hope you enjoyed all of today's segments with regards to happiness I thank you so much for giving me your time your attention and Your heart opening up to receive all of these messages. I'm going to play you this incredible bumper that was sent to me a while, like a few days ago, probably. Um, And I haven't had a chance to post it yet because I was waiting for just the right time. But I feel right now is actually the perfect time. Check this out. It's absolutely amazing. I've been playing it for all of my friends at every single party I've been to uh, over Labor Day weekend uh, because it was such a beautiful surprise to receive in my collins. A leader is a leader A leader is
1: a leader A leader is a leader A leader-